what do you think of when you think of the Midwest? Um, I'd say, like, stereotypically, I think of cornfields and wide open flat spaces. Um, but also, like, the Great Lakes, Texas, like, a lot of different things. Um, I think of the state's names. Um, I have a friend who has a lot of family in Iowa, so that's sort of, like, the first one that comes to mind. Um, and then, I guess, like, flat plains, sort of, like, lots of space. Although I know there are cities also in the Midwest, so like, Chicago and Cleveland also. But, like, I sort of the image that comes to mind is, like, sort of lots of cornfields. I think of, like, the middle of nowhere, like, the balls of dust just roving around cactuses. Yeah. <laughs> cornfields and big open spaces. That's what a lot of people imagine when they think of the Midwest. Only about 8% of Bowdoin students are from the Midwest. As a proud Midwesterner myself, you get used to explaining and maybe even defending where you're from. Thankfully, once in a while, you'll run into someone who you can relate to. Helen and I met as first years in Coleman Hall. She's my closest friend from the Midwest, and we share an understanding of our home in all its complexities. We often speak of our love for the Midwest, which can confuse people. So we decided to finally sit down and share some of our many thoughts about what it's like to be at Bowdoin from the Midwest. Hopefully by the end of this, you'll stop calling it flyover country. And I was like, what if, <laughs> would it be revolutionary if us two Midwest gals sat down and in one consinct <laughs> episode, covered all of our passionate thoughts about the Midwest. Because mm-hmm. we have a lot of them. We have a lot of them. We've talked about them before. And we feel the need to share. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. And I wore I wore my Kansas City Royal shirt today very specifically. Um, even though I'm not really a Royals fan, I bought it for the World Series. But if I'm being honest, I am a Red Sox fan because... That's where I was born. I'm not, I'm not really from the Midwest. So should we just cancel this podcast now? I don't know. <laughs> Too uh, late. We already started. Oops. Um, but yeah, I guess we can talk about our background. So I was born in Boston, grew up in a suburb of Boston. Or I guess I lived there until I was eight and then moved to Kansas City, Missouri. And lived there all through the rest of my schooling. Now I'm at Bowdoin. So... I would say I spent my formative years in Kansas City. Yeah. And you? And I spent, I've lived in the Midwest for six years. Um, I was born in Canada, lived there for 12 years, um, and then ended up in Indiana for middle school, Iowa for high school. You know, my family still lives in Iowa now, so. Mm-hmm. And this is something that Emily and I both kind of yeah. share is, the experience of coming to Bowdoin has been um, important in our identity formation as Midwesterners, yes. interestingly. Yes, definitely. Because it feels rather special to not be from New York or Boston or even from California. Yeah. Being at Bowdoin and being from the Midwest, I've sort of felt like there's not like prejudice against the Midwest, but definitely assumptions. And so I find myself... When I lived in Kansas City, I would say, like, yes, I'm from Kansas City. Like, when I went to go meet someone 
from outside of the city and I was talking about where I was from, I'd say, yes, I live in Kansas City, but I was born in Boston. It would always have that sort of qualifier. And now I've sort of dropped that being at Bowdoin because I'm proud to be from Kansas City and sort of feel the ne- this need to defend it because I think people have a lot of assumptions about what Kansas City is like and what Missouri is like. Um, Kansas City maybe has, because it has the word city in it, you think of a city. But if I just said I was from Missouri, I'm sure people would imagine tractors and soybean farms. Or maybe they'd think corn farms, but that would be wrong because that's Kansas, Missouri. Missouri has soybean farms. But that's not what all the Midwest is like, which I think people at Bowdoin don't get. Well, some people. We have also coined this term geographical ignorance because not only do they not know the content of the Midwest, like what is in the Midwest, but they also don't even know like where, like they know where it is generally. Yeah. Because it's like the Midwest, like it's the middle of the country. Yeah. But like... Yeah. People people always, this is my, this is my biggest issue with people here. (laughs) People always misremember Iowa as Idaho or Ohio. Yeah. Like they hear you say Iowa, like I'm from Iowa. Yeah. And, they're and like, then they just, oh, what's Idaho just like, like? Oh, some random state in the middle of America with a vowel at the beginning? Oh, it must be Idaho. No, wrong. <laughs> it's so, Idaho is far oh, away. Also, oh, Idaho's not even the Midwest. Yeah, come on. Come on. Come Do on. Do better. Know yeah. your states. Know your states. No, geographical ignorance is a problem. Dare I say, the biggest no. <laughs> <laughs> if you listen to this podcast, you don't know the difference between Iowa and Ohio and Idaho, go look it up. Go look at a map. Go <laughs> go to Google Maps. Spend some time on Google Maps. Buy yourself a puzzle with all those 50 states in them and put them in the proper place. It's yes, they all have vowels. Lots of fun. But there are other things to them as well. Yeah. <laughs> That's another thing about the Midwest. People think of it as like flyover country, which I hate because they think that it's all the same and that just like cornfields... And, like, yeah, there's Chicago, but that's sort of, like, the outlier. But why, like, why can't the Midwest, like, be a destination? Why? Yeah. Just coastal prejudice. Coastal prejudice. And I think that's kind of, I don't know, that's harmful to people that actually live there and call it their home. Mm -hmm. And have family there and have been there for generations. Like, I don't know. You can't, like, maybe it's not your destination. That's fine. But like to cri- to criticize like someone's home, I think is yeah is kind of a low. Yeah, it's that's it's disrespectful. Closed minded in a way. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, people. I think yeah, the Midwest gets the sort of stereotype as being like the quintessential American like kind landscape, of like stuck in tradition. Yeah, and. People from the coast, I think that can sound like a good thing, being quintessentially American, but I think it, when used by certain groups who, like, don't know much about the Midwest and just sort of have these assumptions, it can be sort of used as a negative thing, like, oh, yeah, they're stuck in these traditions, they're conservative, they, um, and I think that's also tied to whiteness also, like, being perceived as a not racially ethnically diverse place that I think is just not true um particularly for like urban centers like Des Moines or Kansas City 
explore, like Minneapolis, Indianapolis, all these places mm-hmm. that are actually quite diverse and quite like cultural centers. Um, yeah, like states like on the coast, like, there are also like rural, very white areas of California yeah. and of like Maine. New England, hello. Like, yeah. So I had never, before moving to Iowa, I didn't know that Bosnia was a country. But um, at my school, there were so many kids from, that were Bosnian because Iowa had taken in a lot of Bosnian refugees during the war. Um, and my school also had a lot of ESL students from, that were Vietnamese um, because also Iowa had also taken in a lot of um, refugees during the Vietnam War. So, I don't know, like states like that that have you know, certain areas, like, have a need for more diversity, can do things to combat that, to help Mm -hmm. other people who want to, who need somewhere else to go. Um, And that's a great thing, and I don't think that should be overlooked just because um, people perceive Iowa as, like, this very white thing. Mm -hmm. Like, people don't, people probably don't look at me as someone, like, that's from Iowa, you know? Mm -hmm. But that's a big part of my experience in the state. Um, And I feel like I'm, you know, I feel like I've, try to do things to understand the state more. Um, and I'm comfortable, like, being seen as an Iowan. So, yeah. Like, the goods and the bads around the country all penetrate the Midwest as well. Yeah. Like... Yeah. It's not immune to any of those things. It's not things. immune to anything. And maybe it's not the trendiest place. But, as if you watch the most recent season of Queer Eye... Maybe it is a trendiest maybe place. Maybe it is. <laughs> maybe it's going to be. They're trying to... Like, they're trying to market themselves, Kansas City is trying to market itself as, like, a tech, a booming tech place, which is not true, but there, I think it's a young, up-and-coming place. One time, my friends and I saw an article online that was like, is Des Moines the new, the new Brooklyn? <laughs> we were like, is it? Is it? <laughs> you tell me. <laughs> Have I been living in Brooklyn my entire life? <laughs> I didn't even know. <laughs> Hidden gems. Hidden gems. Maybe we shouldn't make this so that fewer people move to the Midwest. Move to the Midwest because yeah. it is such. If we a... advertise it too much, then <gasps> you are single-handedly <laughs> contributing to the large influx of <laughs> young people into the Midwest. You're welcome. <laughs> um, another thing that I think a lot about is what actually counts as the Midwest, because it is such an amorphous like name like on if you like on the west and the east coast you have like smaller breakdowns like you have like new england mid-atlantic like southeast like and like the south then there's like um southwest california is a pacific northwest like southern california northern california like those even get their own designation which yeah i guess they're bigger but like whatever but the midwest is huge and it's just like this blanket term for like, probably, like, at least 15 states, probably more, um, that just, like, like, they're the Midwest, end of, end of story, full stop, like, like, all big one, one yeah, blob, like, they're the same, no state borders, not true, Iowa, Ohio, separate ends, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what would you say is the Midwest, like, how would you define the Midwest? I would say, geographically, the eastern the last state to count as the Midwest on the east would be Ohio. Mm-hmm. It goes, I would say uh, Missouri is probably the furthest south. Missouri, Kansas is the furthest south. Mm. And then on the west, 
um, Nebraska is the furthest west it goes. Mm. And then, and but then, that also covers like all the north. prairie states, so like Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, and then in the north there's um, the Dakotas. Dakotas. Oh yeah, and the Dakotas would also be on the west yeah. northwest side. But yeah, so it's, that's a, I mean that's a lot. Yeah, because then you and have like, all those the lakes. Yeah, you have Min- yeah Michigan. Forgot about Michigan. Michigan. Um, yeah. Like we're naming all these states, and a lot of you are probably surprised. Like, oh, I never thought about it. Like Where that. are those? What are those states? I've never heard of them before. What's, what's South Dakota? <laughs> um, there's two. There's two Dakotas. <laughs> we reiterate. Go look at a map. Um, <laughs> we reiterate. Geographical ignorance <laughs> is a problem. It is a problem. But like, within those several states that we named, there are large differences. Like Minnesota is very different from Missouri. Mm, wow. <laughs> right. Like. Yeah. And, like, they're different accents, they're different, like, cultures. Yeah. Very influenced by Canada. I actually haven't been to Minnesota, so maybe I shouldn't say that. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry, Minnesota, sorry. Minnesota, as a Canadian, I think Minnesota is pretty similar. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I get, I get <laughs> validation. Minnesota, um, yeah, and, like, the yeah, the accent is so different, and people think of the Midwestern accent as this, like, this neutral... Yeah absence of an accent yeah is like what you would think of as the midwestern yeah but even accent. people from the same state i think i think i do think the iowan accent is pretty neutral but if you go like in some of the more southern towns of iowa some, mm-hmm. some of those people have pretty southern accents mm. so it all it's all relative yeah <laughs> I mean, it all depends it's all relative yeah you can't just yeah you can't just make these blanket statements about the midwest without ever having ever been there yeah and also People's experiences within the Midwest are pretty different. Mm. So both of us are from like right. more metro areas. Yeah, um, definitely. And neither of us have like very strong connections to like the rural sort of mm-hmm. stereotypical image of the Midwest, like which is town, very which is prevalent, which is definitely exists. Yeah, so, we yeah, we just aren't from those parts, and yeah. So there's like a big diversity in terms of even what it means to grow up in the Midwest. Like, you yeah. have very, very different experiences. Like, imagine if you grew up in, like, rural Missouri versus Minneapolis. Yeah. Like, that's so different. Yeah. I guess it's just being at Bowdoin, yeah. People don't think there's anything interesting going on mm-hmm. in yeah. the Midwest. People say that. I don't know if you agree with this. People say that people from the Midwest are nicer. Yeah. Do you, do you think that's true? I think people are ni- I don't know. I think they are nice. I think people are nice. And sometimes that bothers me because sometimes it comes across as, like, a not genuine niceness, mm-hmm. but I think maybe I'm just cynical. Yeah. Or maybe it's just, like, a, a, a different way of being polite. Yeah. Do you think people are nicer in the Midwest? Um, I don't know. I think, I don't think that's a bad thing to, like, be known for being nice, but sometimes yeah. I feel like people mistake it for being, people being naive. And being boring, also. Or, yeah, being, like, very one-dimensional, like, yeah. They're just, like, kind of ignorant about the rest of the world. And yeah. they just, like, want to keep their heads down and keep doing what they're doing. And they don't want to leave. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, both, I mean, both of us do also share the experience of of having actively um, chosen, to, chosen leave. to leave the Midwest. <laughs> yeah. Um, Come to a small town, Brunswick, Maine. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't see, a lot of my friends, um, most of my friends who are from Iowa are still in Iowa. Mm-hmm. And I, they see themselves being there in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't, I don't see anything wrong with that, right? Like, 
the same goes for people that are from the East Coast, right? People from Boston who grew up in Boston and now are here are going to end up getting jobs like probably like yeah there's i don't know i don't think you can yeah, criticize that the because same, the same way people criticize yeah that for people because it's boston it's like this cosmopolitan like also yeah. boston is small <laughs> one of my friends from boston told me this she's like they have like six hundred thousand people in boston and i asked her like straight up i was like why does your city have so much clout it's so small <laughs> um kansas city is the 36th biggest city in the country fun What's, fact how many like 600,000 or oh, really? so. Actually, I don't know. You should probably fact check that. <laughs> we took a brief break to fact check. It was confirmed Kansas City, Missouri has a population of nearly 500,000, comparable to Boston's 600,000. Do you see yourself moving back to the Midwest after Bowdoin? I don't know. I think I... I think I definitely would. I guess it depends what I'm doing. I enjoyed being from the Midwest, if only, and I think being at Bowdoin has made me realize that just because it's, like, something different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm undecided. I definitely haven't ruled it out because it, there are up-and-coming places. I think I definitely want to live in a city. In the Midwest? Yeah. If, uh, yeah, anywhere, anywhere that I would live, I would want to live in a city or nearby one. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah, that doesn't, I'm not ruling it out. Yeah. What are you thinking? I also am not going to rule it out. I feel like that's just a way of thinking that is prevalent, especially around people that we know here. Yeah. Like, I don't, I personally do not think growing up in the Midwest, in a suburb in the Midwest, is a ton different than growing up in a suburb in Mm. Boston. Like, I think there are a lot of similarities Mm -hmm. there. Um, I don't feel deprived of anything, having Mm -hmm. grown up in Iowa, or having lived in Iowa, so... I don't know. I don't think... I'm not going to rule it out for sure. There's definitely cities that I see myself living in um, in the Midwest. And I also agree that, like, having... I, I think I definitely went through a period in high school where I was like, I, I want to go somewhere far away and not, yeah. and not live here ever again. But yeah. but, yeah, coming to Bowdoin and... People make out the coast to be, like, so much better. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, there are differences... Yeah. People like being by water. That's valid. <laughs> um, when climate change happens and yeah. or when it continues and all the, all the cities are underwater, I'll yep. be back in Des Moines. <laughs> yes, I'll be safe. I I read this piece called The Really Big One about this um, rift. Like it's Correction, it's called a fault, not a rift. We both took a geology class, so we should really know better. Where the... It's in the Pacific Northwest. Um, it's where, like, two tectonic plates meet, and if you know geology, you know that where two tectonic plates meet is where there's a possibility of earthquakes. So, like, California, there are a lot, and then there's another, there's a big plate called the Pacific Plate. I actually don't know if that's what it's called, but it, like, <laughs> is basically the bottom of the Pacific Ocean, and so it, like, runs into, like, where Japan starts, and that's why there are a lot of earthquakes there. But anyway, there's supposed to be this really ginormous earthquake in the Pacific Northwest. And I just thought, wow, I am never moving to the Pacific Northwest. Um, we can deal with a couple couple tornadoes. Yeah, tornadoes, Northwest. just that build just, yourself a basement. That keeps us resilient. Yeah. Um, my second anecdote, oh, I read this article in the New York Times about San Francisco. It was in, like, the business section, I think, or real estate, about basically how San Francisco's economy is unsustainable because there are so many millionaires there, and they're just going to 
get richer. This was before Uber and Lyft, or there were two companies that were about to go public. I think it was Uber and Lyft. And when they went, when they go public, there are just going to be so many more millionaires. It's just like this cycle of richness that like I would never be able to live there. And honestly, that's fine because... <laughs> When they all realize that they can't afford anywhere to live in New York, they can't afford anywhere to live in Boston, they can't afford anywhere to live in San Francisco, we'll be in the Midwest. With our nice plots of land. With our nice big plots of land, big houses. Bigger, cheaper houses. Bigger, cheaper houses, and good public schools. <laughs> Except Kansas City does not have good public schools. <laughs> um, which is another topic for another time. <laughs> This episode was produced by Emily Cohen and Helen Wang, who, in case you didn't realize, are both from the Midwest. Our music was produced by Sam Kizavet. Check out our website, thecommonspodcast.org, for past episodes. Send us questions, comments, or suggestions to commons.podcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. <laughs>